0: Creative Sandbox Way Podcast, episode 142. Hello, I am Melissa Dinwiddie, Creativity Instigator, Facilitator, Trainer, Passion Pluralite Artist, and author of The Creative Sandbox Way, which you can find at an Amazon near you, here to address all your questions about instigating transformation through play at work and at home. Whether you think of yourself as not artistic, not creative, which is a lie, or you think of yourself as an artist, as a creative of any kind, or anything in between, no matter how you define yourself, feeding your creative hungers makes you feel more alive. It's how you change your life, and it's how you change the world. Because that's how it works. Change your life and the world changes. And guess what? Play is how we get there. Play is not the opposite of work or productivity. Play is how we make work more effective. So Happy New Year. Here's wishing you a playful, creative, prosperous, joy filled 2018. (laughs) In the universal scheme of things, you know, the new year, New Year's Day is really just another day. But because we humans mark time, this moment, this moment in time offers an opportunity. It's an opportunity to really kind of look up from the individual steps that we've been walking and to notice the staircase. So as you look down, back down the 2017 staircase, as it were, what steps stand out as highlights to you? I've been doing a lot of writing in my journal and thinking about the year, looking back at the year, and so I thought I would share some of my highlights, sort of a look down the 2017 staircase. So I thought I would share with you some of my personal and business highlights. So personal, personal highlights. Start of the year, I proudly took part in the Women's March on Washington last January, wearing my pink pussycat hat and my husband wore one as well that my friend Kimberly knitted. In fact, she knitted a whole bunch that <laughs> she mailed to me and I got to give out a whole bunch of those hats on the metro platform which was pretty cool. And my little nephew got a pink pussycat hat. He did not come on the march with us, but he, uh, he was very cute. He wanted to have one of those pink pussycat hats. So that was neat. So we went on the march, my husband and my mom and I and she was pretty thrilled to go on that march. The three of us and approximately a million other friends. That was definitely a big highlight. And then my husband and I, we had participated in a uh, I can't remember if it was an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter campaign. Now, the end of or I think it was like October, the end of 2016 uh, for folding bicycles from Bike Friday. And sometime around March or April, I believe it was, we took delivery of those bikes from Bike Friday. And we were pretty excited. We live in a small townhouse and we have no garage <laughs> So we, we, we don't have room for regular sized bicycles. So we got these folding bicycles from Bike Friday. I have a link in the show notes. And because we got those bikes, we discovered a bike path a mere two blocks from our house that goes under a major road and over a major freeway through the Google campus and straight into a park by the San Francisco Bay in 20 minutes. Who knew? That was a really big highlight. We also had our kitchen gutted to the studs and drywall and completely renovated. Plus, we had new bamboo floors installed throughout our townhouse, all while still living here and me being the general contractor for the entire project. And the whole process took eight months <laughs> and nearly killed me. <laughs> uh, we still need to get the, the kitchen and basically the whole place painted. But um, the end result is worth it. Although <laughs> I still am suffering from what uh, a, a, f- a friend, uh, actually a cousin, Um, by marriage refers to, she and I were at a get together and we were talking about it being first world PTSD, (laughs) because it's very traumatic. (laughs) It's a total first world problem. But man, is it traumatic. Uh, When I recover from the first world PTSD enough, I will hire a painter to do that last final little part and have a housewarming party, which may not be till next Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm pretty dramatized from the whole thing but anyway that was a big highlight to have a brand new kitchen and floors that we are totally thrilled by and to have a really cleared out downstairs of course now the upstairs is very cluttered (laughs) so we have to deal with that but hey you know you take your wins where you can uh next highlight I performed in a number of fun and memorable improv shows. That was great. And I'd like to do more of that. And I also, for my birthday, raised over $1,000 for Animals Asia, which is one of my favorite charities. I have a link in the show notes. And as part of that fundraising campaign, my birthday fundraiser, I made a doodle on a postcard. For every single one of the donors, I don't remember the number, I think it was 46 or something. And I really enjoyed doodling on the postcards. That became my morning doodle practice. I enjoyed it so much that I've continued doing postcard doodles almost every day since then. So those are some of my personal highlights that I wanted to share. It's not all of them, but it's the ones that I thought I would share with you. So on to business highlights. <laughs> I have more business highlights because that is, that is a big part of my focus these days. So in the spring, in March, I gave my first professional keynotes within two, within four days of each other, one on each coast, one in Connecticut, for the Connecticut Professional Photographers Association, and then I flew home, and four days later, I gave the same keynote, a a slightly shorter version, to a private high school, for which I was paid quite uh, handsomely. So that was very cool. I also went to a conference on the East Coast where I discovered... Lego serious play a methodology that so blew me away, that I went on to get advanced training and certification later in the year. And I now as a result, own more Lego than a nursery school. (laughs) That has been a huge highlight and a very life changing one. I also was featured in a best selling book, a Wall Street Journal, and I believe Publishers Weekly and some other publication best selling, blah, 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 a book called Real Artists Don't Starve by Jeff Goines. So that came out this year. And I am featured in the, at the start of chapter nine, if you go get that book. And there's a link in the show notes to the book. And I was also interviewed by Jeff for his podcast, The Portfolio Life, although the interview has not come out yet. So stay tuned and sign up on my mailing list and I'll let you know when that interview comes out. It's one of my favorite interviews I've had. I've been on a number of podcasts and that, I always enjoy being on podcasts. It's one of my favorite things I do. If I could get paid to be on, interviewed on podcasts, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, that one was especially fun. Another highlight, I convened with 200 applied improvisers at the Implied Improvisation Network World Conference in Irvine, California in August. That was pretty amazing. That, (laughs) yeah, that was an incredible weekend. 200 improvisers, not just improvisers, but improvisers who use improv in our work in some way really special weekend. I also speaking of using improv, I led my fifth annual create and incubate retreat. By the way, there are only four spots left for 2018. Because just about everybody who came to 2017, registered for 2018. And it's a very small retreat. So there are not very many spots available. And um, almost all of them were taken, I made it a little bit bigger for 2018. Uh, So that's the only reason there are any spots still left. Anyway, I incorporate a little bit of applied improvisation in that retreat, we do these creative catalyzing sessions after breakfast in the morning, where we laugh and laugh and laugh and we disperse the gremlins because when you can laugh and get in your body, there's no room for gremlins. So anyway, that was a huge highlight, incredibly memorable five days from my year, Create an Incubate Retreat, and I cannot wait till next year's. I also got to be in the studio audience for four creative live classes, which is always great fun. I've done so many of these now. And I got to do four this year. So they were the power of negotiation with Vanessa Van Edwards, which is just a three hour class highly recommended the art of networking with the guys from the podcast, the art of charm, which was also a, a really great class, just a one day class. And then two classes with Tara Gentilli which were fantastic. All of her classes are great. One called create, create a Marketing Plan and Grow Your stand Business. And one called Create a Hiring Plan and Grow Your standup Business. I have links to all of those in the show notes. All of those classes were great. I learned a ton from all of those. So if any of those sound interesting, check out the links in the show notes. They are affiliate links, by the way. I also officially started a new business, my consultancy, Creative Sandbox Solutions, and I built a new website to go with it, Creative Solutions, or creativesandboxsolutions.com. We'll also get you there. So check that out. And I finally just started using a CRM. Actually, I'm still testing out a few different ones. I might write a post reviewing them. We'll see. I don't know. If you don't know what a CRM is... <laughs> Be glad, be very, very glad. No, a CRM is a customer relationship management tool or whatever, and it's for keeping track of your contacts. And I am not an innately organized person, so I really (laughs) needed something to help me. And I'm still trying to figure out which one to go with because nothing, none of them none is none of them are perfect (laughs) unfortunately oh man and I'm sort of an inveterate researcher and tester yeah it's a curse but but the the cool thing is you know when you find a tool that works boy it really makes a difference so I'm kind of excited about it and enough that it's actually made my highlight list yeah that should tell you something. And then finally, under business, I just recently designed at the very, very end of the year, like the last week of the year, I designed a Lego serious play dream mapping workshop, I actually designed it in order to submit a proposal for a conference next year. But (laughs) as <laughs> move, th- This is a great segue because the next section I wanted to sh- talk about is what's on the horizon. And the first thing on the horizon that I wanted to share with you is that I'm going to be running a pilot of this 3D dream mapping with Lego Serious Play, this workshop for a really small group of people in my living room, probably a maximum of six people. So if you're interested, send me an email. You can go to creativesandboxway.com contact and email me if you're interested. I would like to do this in the next couple months. And so I'll be sending out a survey to interested people to see if I can find a date that will work for people. I'd love to get six people into this little pilot. 3D Dream Mapping with Lego Serious Play. So it's it's literally making a dream map in 3D and f- prioritizing um, building, your, building your dream in 3D. If you have, and the Lego Serious Play will help you figure out what your dream is. So you don't even have to know what your dream is to come to the workshop. In fact, it's kind of ideal if you don't. And then prioritizing... Among the various different dreams that you might build, figuring out which one you want, to, you want to vision board in 3D, and then building the steps to help you get there. Uh, it's pretty cool. Anyway, I'm excited about it, but I want to pilot it to, I need your help. I need the help of a small group of people to make this workshop really work. All right, that's one thing that's on the horizon. And then meanwhile, uh, I'm pretty excited. I've got team building workshops that are starting to book up for spring and beyond for my consultancy. So if that's something that's interesting to you, if you work for a company, if you are part of a team and you're interested in team building, you can visit creativesandbox.solutions or you can contact me directly and let me know about your team and see how we might be able to help And then I'm headed back to Whistler in February for more training in Lego serious play and conflict management, plus Lego serious play and graphic facilitation. I'm really excited. I am an inveterate learner, and I cannot wait. You know, if I could get paid to just do professional development, I think I would do that. (laughs) Actually, I don't think I know I would do that. If I could just pay, get paid to just learn... And grow. (laughs) Just take more classes. Who's with me on that one? Then in June, we're going to Paris for the Applied Improvisation Network World Conference. And we're planning on staying for a couple weeks. I've been boning up, boning up. I've been learning from scratch French with uh, an app Duolingo app, because I never took French in school or anything. And that's been really fun. I'm under no illusions that I'm going to actually be able to speak French, carry on a conversation, but you know, getting a little bit of French in my ear has been really fun. And then in September, create an incubate retreat number six. Come join us if it speaks to you. Create and incubate retreat.com if you'd like more information about that. And then in October, I am speaking at Tribe Conference, keynoting. I, I, I don't know where in the conference. I don't think I'm going to be opening or closing it. But at some point in the conference, I will be speaking and I'm super excited and already thinking about what I'm going to be doing to be make it fun and engaging. So woo, exciting and a little bit terrifying, too and i will be doodling and singing and music making and walking biking yoga family friends play of course and doing what i can to make the world a better place and yeah change the world for the better so i'm curious what are your 2017 highlights and what is on your horizon i would love i would love to know let me know. You can leave a comment over in the show notes, creativesandboxway.com slash 142. And now it's time, of course, for something cool. This is another TEDx talk, another talk from the TED website. This is something I saw this, this TED talk, TEDx talk, several years ago, and I became a paper towel evangelist after watching this video. It's only four and a half minutes long, and really all you need to know is shake and fold. And honestly, if all you do is fold, it will dry your hands. The upshot is you do not need for paper towels to dry Your hands. You don't. You just need one. Take one paper towel, fold it in half. If you can shake your hands before you pull out the paper towel, it will help. But even if you don't, just take that one paper towel and fold it in half. Really, truly try it. It works. Next time you're in the public restroom, look in the trash. 80% of the paper towels in there, 80% of like each towel, 80% of that towel is dry. Why are they dry when they've just been used to dry people's hands, right? They should be wet. If they had actually absorbed water off of people's hands, they would be wet, right? If people had folded a single paper towel... Instead of grabbing four towels and cramming them into a wad, it actually would have dried their hands more effectively. It would have reduced waste and it would have saved trees. And yes, they cut down trees to make paper towels. And even if they're made from recycled paper, it's still a huge waste of resources at some point, somebody had to cut down trees to make the original paper that was then recycled to make the recycled paper. Right? Think about it. It is a huge waste of resources when you use multiple towels when you only need one. You only need one. It's such a waste. I'm this, this like I'm. Oh, it just like makes me crazy when I'm in the bathroom and I see people grabbing towel after towel after towel after towel, and they only need one. 13 billion, billion with a B, 13 billion paper towels are used every single year. And that's old data. It's probably more now. But if every single person just used one paper towel instead of the four that most people do, we could save Five hundred and seventy one billion two hundred and thirty thousand pounds of paper every single year, oh, think of all the waste, think of all the trees. uh, oh, just think about it, just try it. just try it. It really works. It has to do with interstitial something or other. It's physics. Just try it. It really works. And then tell two friends. Please, just try it. All right, stepping off my soapbox. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me today. As always, if you're getting value out of this podcast, share it with a friend and hop on over to iTunes, leave a rating and review. You can... Get um, step-by-step instructions over at creativesandboxway.com slash iTunes dash review. If you would like to apply to be considered for a listener spotlight, leave that review and let me know how the podcast has made a difference in your own life. Send me an email. Leave a review. Send me an email. Let me know how the podcast has made a difference in your life. If I pick you, we'll have a really fun, relaxed conversation, and you'll get to be featured on the podcast. So fun. Super cool. And really, that's it. I hope that this year brings you creative joys beyond measure. Really. And lots of highlights. And that is it. Until next time. Thank you again for joining me and go get creating. Creative Sandbox Way. Subscribe at creativesandboxway.com slash podcast.